Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hello, friends. Today we have a story by AFM missionary Salam Baraka, working with the Maghreb Project in West Africa. The title of this story is Our Call to the Maghrebi. As a sub-Saharan African with a black skin, going to the Maghreb among uh, Arab descent with a history of uh, racism and stereotypes was a challenge. But God was using many signs to show us where he was leading and in which direction he wanted us to go. I had two layover flights in the Maghreb in a particular country. And every time I was there for more than 10 hours, I was hearing that voice that was telling me, this is where you need to go. This is where I'm calling you to, you and your family. This is particular to me because our previous mission, it was the same way God called us to walk in West Africa. So to be sure, I decided early in 2017 to have a trip to the Maghreb for three weeks and seek God in prayer, look into the country, research, and be convinced that that was a place God wanted me and my family to go to. Once in the country, I decided to fast for three days, remain in my hotel room, and not start anything until I am done with the three days fasting. After the third day, I was drinking only water. I decided to just relax after finishing my prayer and uh, visit the neighborhood of, of the hotel when I was staying. I was looking, in fact, to a shop where I could buy fruit and uh, some food. While standing in front of that hotel, a man, Ila was his name, looked at me, came closer, and asked me, are you a foreigner? I said, yes. Are you looking for a guide? I said, maybe. He said, okay, I will be the right person for you. He was so kind, uh, with a nice, wide smile, and he was old enough for me to know that uh, he was reliable, not just somebody who wanted to, to hurt me. So I told Hila that uh, I would appreciate if he show me a nice supermarket where I could get uh, some food items for cheap and buy some general stuff that I would need for the three weeks I would be in town. I was surprised how God sent Hila to me. During my three days fasting, I asked specific signs from God. I said, God, please, as a sub-Sahara African with a dark skin, to be in this culture will be a challenge for me with uh, the history of racism, of stereotypes, of prejudice. So I need a strong sign that will convince me that you are leading me and my family to be among these people, your children. I said, I want four Arab men to invite me 
for a meal in their homes. And I want you to do that in the next three weeks I will be in this country. Four Arab men should invite me in their home. That is a sign that I am accepted and I'm treated as equal. And Ila was the first. After we finished shopping, Ila asked me if it could be of help the next day, the next day, the next day. And I was with Ila for a whole week. And I enjoy Ila's company. He asked me what I was doing in town because many sub-Sahara Africans come for business or for government official meetings. But I was not a businessman. I was not a government official. So he, want, he was curious about what I was doing in the country. And I told him I am interested to live in the country and study the culture, especially the superstitious beliefs in the culture and the fear Maghribians have for the evil eye and how they protect themselves against the evil eye and how they deal with demon possession because it's very rampant in the Maghreb, especially in the country where I was. There are exorcisms traditionally made by local tribes who are also known for charming serpents, snakes, and Eli was very interested about the reason I was trying to come and live in the country. He said uh, it's a very feared topic because people don't want to talk about it, but people try to protect themselves. And he told me nine out of ten people he believes have ways to protect themselves against the evil heart. So Eli assured me that the topic would be interesting and I could find many people who would be willing to share with me and it could also be of help if I need him. After meeting with Eli that week, I decided to go into another town and also see how life is there. And uh, I was in the train. And uh, just next to me was a retired bank manager, educated. And during our conversation, he asked me, what are you doing in the country? Are you on vacation? Are you a tourist? And I always say exactly what I am in the country for. I told him, I would like to come and live here and study the culture, especially superstition, the fear of the evil high, and how people protect themselves against evil spirit and how they deal with cases of demon possession because that's my area of expertise and I'm doing some academic work in that area. He was so interested and started talking about how people are evil, how people can use spell and how people can influence your business, your career, and how it is important to protect yourself against those evil forces. And we talk and talk. He was so happy. He was the second person after Eli to invite me for a dinner. Before I left, I forgot to mention that Eli told me when I come back, he would like me to come and have a meal in his home. 
And the second person was that retired bank manager in the train that said, man, I'm interested. I've not seen a sub-siren guy who is interested about our that part of our culture. And because I've studied Islam for my master degree, I was able to quote some verses in the Quran, and he was very impressed. And he said, I would like to continue discussing with you. And please, next time, you're invited in my house, and you eat the couscous with the seven vegetables. <laughs> That was an amazing sign. Just in one week, I had already two. When I got to the next town, when I was going, I prayed, God, please send a taxi driver or somebody who will also be like Eli. And God answered that prayer. And that was even the most amazing part of my time in Maghreb. I met Lifa. It was not the first taxi driver I met because I took a big bus at the train station and the bus took me to the hotel where I booked. But the first taxi driver I stopped the next day when I was planning to go out was Lifa. Lifa was so jovial. And he was calling me my African friend, my African friend, my African friend. We are the same. You are welcome in our country. But what really touched me about Lifa, we were together for almost 12 hours. He took me everywhere, made a special price for me. But at every prayer time, Lifa would stop the taxi and tell me, my friend, please, do you allow me to have my prayer time? Our Muslim friend pray five times a day. And Lifa would stop the taxi. We started the era together around nine. He stopped at 1 noon, he stopped at 4 noon, he stopped at 7 p.m. or 8 around that time. And I saw that Lifa was very, very committed to his religion. Lo and below, after the whole day, Lifa was so impressed about my interest and also my knowledge of Islam. He said, please, if you decide to stay in this town, you and your family, I invited in my house. I have five girls and my wife makes the best couscous with seven vegetables you can find in the country. <laughs> oh, that was wonderful. The third person to invite me. And all these people were Arab descendants with white skin inviting me in their homes to eat the special meal that binds them in their culture with friends, with family. I was just left with one more invitation. And lo and behold, Lifa introduced me to his friend, who is a real estate agent, because I told him I will need to rent a house if I decide to move to town with my family. And I was surprised. Lifa's friend was also called Lifa. But Lifa was Ben Lifa, and he was just Lifa. During our discussion, Lifa's friend, who was a real estate agent, was also so happy and uh, said that once you finish with uh, my friend's invitation, please, you also be welcome in my house.
I was so amazed how God answered my prayer and how he confirmed clearly that he was calling my family to serve in the Maghreb. What a God we serve. Calling. This is such a powerful word, my friends. It's amazing how God performs his work using people we never even met before to help us accomplish our work. When we are sent, we will most certainly meet other people who are sent as well to lend a hand in our share of the work. God knows what we need. God knows who we need, even if we don't. In turn, you will most certainly fulfill a need that neither you nor anyone else but God knew existed. We don't need to know everything, nor do we need to understand. We just need to go, trust, and obey. That is God's call. Our faith is the oil to the cogs and the mechanisms of the work. Without the oil, the cogs won't move. Without the cogs, the oil will have no purpose. Faith and works, hand in hand, together. Like me, I know you are looking for signs, for God, for a special call, a special decision. Trust Him. He's still the same. That answers prayer. God bless you. We hope you are enjoying the stories presented by Frontier Missions Journal. If you ever want to get in contact with us to find out more about your favorite missionaries or to help give support to them, look us up online at afmonline.org. That's afmonline.org. Well, that's all the time we have for now. Tune in next time for more Frontline Mission Stories, presented by Frontier Missions Journal. And wherever you are in the world, God bless.